Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Let's Talk CFL Podcast. Roundtable discussion recorded live on Sunday and Wednesday nights. Visit Let's Talk CFL on Facebook for showtime. Brought to you by the Let's Talk Sports Groups on Facebook. Our partners, LostWolfOnSports.com. Stream live on BlogTalkRadio.com. Hey, good evening, sports fans, and welcome to Let's Talk CFL podcast episode number 439. I'm your host, Christopher Jones. We're going to talk some football. We're going to talk about a bunch of other things because there's really no football. It's the week one of the 2020 CFL season that's not going to happen. That's right. We have four games scheduled for this weekend, and we're not going to see any of them. They're not going to happen. So... We're going to talk about that. We're going to do a whole pile of things. I got a neat new thing that I want to try with the boys, and uh, we'll see what happens in uh, a little bit when we get going, get going around and everything else. Uh, just out there in some news, we've been talking about all sorts of things. This George, uh, George Floyd, was that his name? I don't remember his name. It's insignificant. Um, this is a career criminal that just has a, a, a multi-million dollar funeral with a gold casket and a 21-gun salute and all that kind of bullshit. I don't understand how this happened. How does this happen? Uh, anyhow, uh, in, in sports news, NASCAR has just banned the Stars and Bars. Stars and Bars is um, actually the name of the flag that everybody likes to call a Confederate flag because it's not called the Confederate flag. It's actually called Stars and Bars, uh, not like the uh, U.S. flag currently right now, which is called the Stars and Stripes. Um yeah, they, they just think they this is a, a good thing to do now. You know, oh, my God, it's just now it's unacceptable to have stars and bars on your cars and everything else, like the Dukes of Hazards and Richard Petty and everybody else. Um, yeah, no, it's just uncool all of a sudden. Don't understand why. I don't understand why everybody's picking on the Confederate states and, and everything else. I mean, there's some kind of a way of life for those guys, but that doesn't mean that they're they're racist rednecks. Well, maybe it does. Um, it it the Civil War was not fought over slavery. I, what, people need a, a history lesson. That's not what the Civil War was about. Okay, we're off topic completely here on on a uh, uh, sports talk show. But yeah, NASCAR, come on. Stop being whiny, pussy, little looking for your safe space to be. You guys are supposed to be the epitome of, of, of what it's like to be a redneck. Come on. It's really bothering me. Where's this world coming to? Why can't men stand up and be who they want to be? Why does everybody want to pigeonhole them and castrate them? I don't get it. Okay, uh, moving on. Uh, what else can we talk about tonight? Okay, we're going to talk about youth sports cancer, canceling their season. Uh, adopt a team. That's kind of a cool thing. Maybe, uh, you know, I was I heard somebody, wasn't it Jared Zanewich said that, um, uh, the Winnipeg Blue Bombers should adopt the Hamilton Tiger Cats, considering they owned them in the Grey Cup game last year. Oh, my God. Like, can we watch this Grey Cup game anymore? No, it's getting boring already. It's like watching the Titanic. We all know what the fuck happened to the boat. Oh, jeez. Come on. Moving on. Oh, uh, TSN's got their new uh, Friday night CFL. That sounds pretty cool. I'm kind of looking towards that. That might be interesting. Daring Durant. Oh, my God. Why are we talking about Daring Durant? Is the has been, not been, has been enough? Come on, out of here. Argo salary caps, riders salary cap. Oh, no, no, it wasn't the riders this time. It's usually the riders that violate the salary cap, just not this time. 
Steinbeck's money list. I don't know what we would talk about that. Chris Cutberg left us. Oh, my God. That means Rod Black. Oh, God. And Warren Moon. Those are the topics that we're going to deal with tonight. Uh, cool. We got uh, two hours to do it in or a little bit less than that because I've kind of been talking for five minutes already. Don't know how that happens. I just kind of have fun and just talk and talk and talk and talk. And can, 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 oh, my God. Okay, let's open up the mics and talk to the people here. Uh, Charles, welcome to the show, buddy. How you doing? And happy belated birthday. Actually, I said happy birthday uh, when it was your birthday, but not on the air. So this yep. is it. Happy belated birthday, my friend. Thank you very much. And we're doing good sitting here on June the 10th. And I was 10th of June. Supposed to be, is it June yeah, yet? 10th of June. And, yeah. And I was actually supposed to be doing this show while sitting in my... Um, Hotel room. hotel room in Edmonton because I was supposed to be at tomorrow's Lions Eskimo season opener. Who but has a bird in the they... background? I don't know. It's not me. William, I'm, sitting bird bird? Bird? I'm sitting outside. I'm sitting outside. I'm sitting outside. Oh, you outside. don't have your gun. No, I'm not allowed to shoot magpies. Why? I do all the my time. Wife gets, my, my wife gets mad at me when I do that. Oh man, no. really? Oh no, I I, yeah. I got a twenty two full of birdshot. Birdshot twenty two, so really cool and they're very quiet. Boom, bang, down, drop like a rock. Got a woodpecker the other day. Okay. Anyhow. Uh, oh, but I was supposed sports. to be in Edmonton tonight, uh Exactly. Watching the Lions game tomorrow. And very COVID nineteen had other plans. Yeah, I know. So I'm in my home base as normal and there's no game to watch tomorrow no game to watch tomorrow and everybody's sad everybody's sad but i'm sad on the lighter note the lions i know for a fact will not lose tomorrow so hey there's that silver lining (laughs) i don't know well i don't know about that we're not gonna lose Yep, anyways, but it's a good night, and weather's, well, the weather's been weird. It's been up and down all day today, but whatever. It's not pouring rain, so it's good. That's a good thing, yeah. Yep. Yeah, it was kind of a not bad day up here, too. Uh, anyhow, William, over in Calgary with the Magpies. Welcome to the show, my friend. Thank you. You know, that first four minutes of your monologue, you got yourself in a lot of trouble, just so you know. I'm pretty, kind of pretty sure of it. You, you kind of skirted issues, but not really. Um, you know, I, uh, I I get that there's no football to talk about, okay? I get it. And if you've listened to our podcast in the last six weeks, we really haven't wavered that much away from football. We've wavered in the part where we've talked about the coronavirus and stuff like that. But for the most part, not much. Well, you coronavirus know, ha- impacting lot- our CFL season, it's kind of an important subject. Right. But but the last two weeks, all the podcasts I listen, listen to, they're all talking about you-know-what, and we're not talking about the coronavirus. We're talking about racism. And Yes, and I'm done. I'm done listening to those podcasts until they get back to something football. that's called yeah. football. Okay? It makes me sick to my stomach. I'm sorry. And you know me. I listen to all of them. And they're all talking about it. And I can well, say a lot of things, but I'm I'm not gonna 
We talked about it for a bit. We talked about football. A little bit. Okay? A little bit. And, I mean, I personally think the people that are, the people that are, uh, hmm, what's the word I'm looking for, Christopher? Come on. No, I'm not touching this one. The people that are most discriminated against in Canada, in my opinion, is white guys. Oh, it's single white guys. Well, no, because I'm getting, and I know I'm going to sound like a racist here, but I'm getting sick and tired of phoning government offices, and the person on the other end of the phone cannot speak English. You, and it makes you cannot me work. You cannot work for the Canadian government if you are not a visible minority female or Native American, Native Canadian. Okay, Which you is gotta, insane. You have to be able to speak at least two languages, and the, primarily the two languages are Cantonese <laughs> and Mandarin. Mm-hmm. English is not a requirement you know, anymore. So you how know, about that cancelled season, huh? <laughs> Go on. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Charles. Thanks, Charles. I appreciate I love you, Charles. buddy. Good see you, know, hey. Charles. You're you're the girl with the sensible shoes. You'll always keep me and Christopher out of trouble, okay? Okay, okay, okay. Just thought okay. I'd just throw that in there. <laughs> Mark, yeah. Mark, welcome to the show, Mark. How you doing? We're just going to go off somewhere else and let Will stew a little bit. Yeah. I'm terrified to look at our iTunes reviews. I really am. <laughs> I'm doing quite well. Let's go on. Actually. What? Do we have well, iTunes re- reviews? Do we get reviews? Well, we do. Huh. Yeah, well, we do. Can you send me they a link? Even... I've never seen them. Yeah, I can do that. Oh, dear. <laughs> oh, go on. <laughs> oh, I'd like oh, to dear. listen to oh, them, dear. too. I'd like to read them, they're for written, sure. They're written reviews. Oh, dear. Like are they newish, or are they older? I don't know. I haven't looked in a while. <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, yeah, no, I'm doing great. Other than it should be week one. Yeah. yeah. Okay. It's still two I, I, more I, weeks before our home opener, but you know. I I, I saw somewhere that. That, that that the federal government is is going to throw people in jail if they're screwing around on Serpa. So yeah. you better be be careful about that one, Mark. Make sure that you're right here. <laughs> you, you're good. on the on the down low with that one, okay? Yeah, yeah. My general manager phoned me yesterday, so um, I'll be on unemployment after the third runs out. <laughs> okay, okay. Just making sure. Just checking that. Taking care of my bro here. Oh yeah. Don't want to see you in jail. On the super bright side, though, I actually will get to see my mother for the first time in person tomorrow, not through wow. a window and over a cell phone, since March twelfth. Yeah, I know. I haven't seen my mother in a long time. She's 90 years old. I think we're going to hold off for a little while lighter, longer. Care home my mom is in. They just started opening it up. It it's outside. They've built a little area that you can sit outside and six feet apart from each other. Yeah. No hugs, none of that fun stuff. But at least I get to see her in person. Well, that that's good. That's cool. That's yeah. cool. I'm going down to the coast on Friday, and you know, and I just, I just can't bring myself to seeing my mom. I would hate to think that it would be something that I did that brought to mm-hmm. my mind. No, I know what you're saying. We're not too worried uh, about COVID here anymore. And, 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 and nor am I where Mark, I am. What, 
what happens, Mark, if you hug your mother? Do they throw you in jail? I'm not sure, but I'm not taking a chance on getting in trouble and barred from seeing her. <laughs> yeah. yeah, okay. But they're still gonna they're they're gonna extend the uh the US border restrictions until late July. July. So that we're not correct. totally done with month. this COVID thing yet, buddy. We're not done with it. Well at least the Americans aren't. And did you happen to check out one of the casinos in Vegas on the weekend? No. Oh, what, the one with my the plexiglass for the blackjack? No, no, no. The one where there is no social distancing whatsoever. Mm. Like, they were they all over it? each other. How are they going to stop amazing. it? amazing. <laughs> who knows? Who cares, right? Well, unless Trump's <laughs> going in for a photo op, you know, they're not going to go in there with bullets. Yeah. I, I just honestly just stay away from them. Yep. You know? Yep. Se- second, third, and fourth wave are coming. It's going to happen. It's inevitable. I mean, it is happening down in the States right now. Their numbers are, are, are skyrocketing. That's because they've well, opened you know everything what? up. In yeah. some places they are, in some places they're not. New York, which used to be... Uh, the hot spot down there, it's way down, but places like California, Arizona, they're way up. So go figure. It seems to go in like sections. It'll, it'll, there'll be a hot spot in one place for a while, then it'll die down, and then it'll flare up in other spots. That's what I've noticed. Well, we're on either day four or day five of no new cases. Yeah, and I think there's only like eight or nine active cases left too. So we're Both averaging well for- about yeah, we're averaging about ten cases in BC, but we haven't had any deaths in five days. Yeah. Okay, let's talk some football. You guys good with that? Yep. 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 Okay, so if you look um, at some of our reviews, I've shared a few of them. Oh, so. Charles. Oh, Charles, thank you for sharing those reviews. Christopher Jones, did you know that you're a bully? Okay. (laughs) Yes. Did you know you're a bully, Christopher Jones? That's got to be And then you make us us talk about the things you want to talk about. You mother, I'm telling you. These are hilarious. Oh, some whiner from the East again. Okay, never mind. Uh, why even read these? Okay, CJ sucks. Yes, I am. <laughs> okay, um, we're gonna do something different here. Okay, I got uh, I got three guys right. on here. I got Charles, Will, and Mark. Phil is not here, and you got to count CJ because I'm definitely here. Uh, this week is week one of the 2020 CFL season. Uh, we're gonna keep track of what's uh, happening this week. Uh, we have uh, four games on 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 tap. With we got BC and Edmonton, Toronto and Ottawa, Montreal and Calgary, and Winnipeg in Hamilton. Okay, we're gonna figure out what's gonna happen this CFL season. Charles, who's gonna win the BC Edmonton game? The Lions are wanting a bounce back because, quite frankly, they want to forget last season ever happened. Uh, are you guys okay back there? 
What's the matter? I think this is a good idea. We're going to pick the teams who are going to win, and we're going to create our own standings. We're going to create our own standings throughout the year. Christopher, i got to read this to you, okay? i got to read this to you. Uh-oh. He's still on the review. It's entitled, CJ Sucks, okay? I, so I saw that. I, 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 I'm crying, okay? I'm sorry. I love people. Dear Lord. <laughs> Talking about football. Anyway, <laughs> and Christopher, don't be. Oh, that, they're talking about Will don't there. Don't be cupping Will. Wally's balls, okay? Yes, I know that. <laughs> and then the last line is all about Will. It is referring to players as what's his name? What's his name? You know, I don't, I don't remember that, his name. True, what yeah. was his name? Okay. Yeah, that's always okay. Will. Okay, so can't blame that one on me. Yep, fair enough. All right, so doing my uh, preview of the I'm game that's now. not going to be played, um, you got to look at the Lions uh, as a team. that They're going to have to see if their offensive line is going to be able to hold up. Uh, of course, we know the troubles they had last week, uh, or last week, last year. It seems like last week. Actually, it seems like about four years ago. But anyways, both of these teams got new head coaches. you got Rick Campbell in B.C. We've got... Um, um, Scott Milanovic in Edmonton, which I still think is a steal of the uh, the coaching offseason because uh, I don't think anyone was really expecting him to come back. and It just kind of took everyone off guard. And I think they definitely upgraded um, from Jason Moss. Maybe they got a guy that's not going to start throwing things every 20 seconds. Uh, but hey, I'm a bit of a homer. I think the Lions are going to win this one, or they would if it was actually ever going to be played. No uh, scores. No scores. Lions... I just want a winner. No scores. I pick BC. Okay. I'm going to ask William here. William, BC Edmonton. Who's going to win this game? You um, can't pick Edmonton, so it's got to be BC, right? Well, no. This is this is not a normal season, so I can do whatever I want to do. Um, yeah, but you still hate you know, Edmonton. Every that time doesn't you go away BC, just because there's no games. Yes, listen to Charles. Every time I pick BC, they lose. So, yeah, but they're not playing, um, so they can't. <laughs> oh, they find a way. I expect big things from Edmonton this year. I'm hoping, you know, and there's not going to be a Labor. Well, maybe there will be a Labor Day game. That's maybe that'll be the opener. September. Yeah, that'll probably be the opener. Um, I was hoping that that Edmonton would give some Calgary some competition this year at Labor Day, okay? Which they haven't for a number of years. But I'm 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 a I'm like <laughs> CJ, and and he and he made me say this. I'm a big Scott Milanovic fan. I think he's the greatest coach ever in the CFL, and now he's back. And so I'm going to give Edmonton the win on this one. Really. Huh. You're going to take Edmonton on this one. Okay, William, go ahead. Absolutely. Uh, uh, Mark, who are you going to take on this one? I've been waffling it back and forth a little bit, you know, because BC's got a lot to play for. Um, Depending on how the offensive line starts out, who is their backup quarterback? 
don't know. Exactly. Uh, uh, yeah. No, we do. Well, who, who does have a backup quarterback? Truly. Uh, come on. Who's who's Winnipeg's? We don't know. Sean McGuire. We, yeah, right. We don't know who the backup quarterback's going to be. We don't. It's not even training camp. We're not finished training camp. Nobody's been announced, so you can't say that. It's week one. you got to have a backup quarterback. I just think uh, these offensive line's going to take some time to get gelled together. Uh, I'm going to go. I'm saying Edmonton wins this one. They're just... I think their defensive line's too strong for BC's offensive line. I don't know. Kelly Bates has had a good camp, and you know he's really taken to task on those guys. So you you really don't know what's going on. It's Ricky Floyd, by the way, isn't it? Isn't that Charles? Isn't that who's the uh, number is two Ricky is going to be? Floyd or um, or Arnett? No, it's Vinny. Ricky. It's Vinny Testa Verdi Jr. William. No, he was a talking. Uh, Ricky Lloyd, not Le- Floyd. It's Lloyd. I said Lloyd. Starts with a, oh, I thought you said Ricky Floyd. No, it's no Ricky Floyd. Lloyd, yeah. Floyd is a dead dude. Okay, okay we're, yeah, we're not Ricky talking Lloyd. about him, right? Yep. And his name was George, I think. I want to yep. hug him and kiss him and call him George. <laughs> okay, Mark, you took Edmonton. Well, you know what? CJ's taking BC. Just because really? I'm a homer, and I really think BC is gonna would be beating Edmonton anyhow. So, yeah, we'll we'll see how the standings go. Toronto, Ottawa. Ooh, isn't this a tough battle? Toronto just came out over the cap, and Ottawa has nothing going for them. Nothing ever. Oh, Will, did you put up a thing? Best podcast ever. I subscribed to it. Done a podcast. This must be Will. <laughs> Oh, thanks, Will. I appreciate that. <laughs> okay, uh, Charles, Toronto Argonauts, Ottawa Red Blacks, oh, both bad. This is the, yeah. the the two shitty teams in the league, bottom of the barrel last year. Didn't take much more than them, but this is it. Who improved the most? Well, we got bad who, who we got. We got what's his name? Team. Matt Nichols is the quarterback in Toronto now, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yep. And 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 who's the, the the quarterback? Nick Arbuckle is in Ottawa. Nick Arbuckle is in Ottawa with uh, Paul Apelis. More teams that have been uh, gone through some offseason changes, and two more teams with new head coaches again. So yeah, you, you I got can't. Paul I can't Apelis see Ottawa, Ottawa doing his dick here. And Ryan Dinwiddie in Toronto, but with all due respect. I still like Toronto way more than I like Ottawa. I don't know who Ottawa is. Well, I guess it's going to be um, Nick Arbuckle. <coughs> and he is still, I'm sorry, say what you want about Matt Nichols, but he's still a far more established quarterback than Nick Arbuckle. Nick Arbuckle came in, I think he had six starts last week, last year, and he played well during them, including that one uh, comeback uh, against uh, the Lions that kind of started him off rolling. But I, I can't just judge a guy based on six games. And quite frankly, Matt Nichols, as far as I'm concerned, is a better quarterback, at least at this point, than Nick Arbuckle. Arbuckle come through. He has a big season. Maybe I start changing my mind on that. 
but I like him better. Even though I would give the coaching edge to Paul Apolis over Ryan Dinwiddie, I still don't understand the Dinwiddie hire, but for this week, I would pick Toronto because I just think Ottawa is that lousy. Do you understand the Paul Apolis hire? I do. Okay. Okay, so you're taking who? Ottawa? Ottawa. No, 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 Toronto. You're taking Toronto. Oh, you're taking Matt Nichols over Nick Arbuckle. Okay. Right. Okay. William, what are you doing here in this game here? Toronto Argonauts, Ottawa well, Red Blacks. You're a big Nick well, Arbuckle if, fan, aren't you? Are you going to take the Red Blacks we here? If we were doing season predictions of what places people are going to finish in, I am going to pick Ottawa as the very bottom of the very bottom because I don't think they've improved enough. And Nick Arbuckle, as as Christopher always says, you know, put Nick Arbuckle behind a terrible team and see what happens. Okay? Because don't forget, he did play for Calgary last year. They weren't the champions, but they were a pretty good team. So... I don't think Ottawa has a hope in hell, even though Toronto has a rookie head coach and and uh, and Matt Nichols as their starting quarterback. Maybe we don't know that yet until we have a training camp. Um, but I I'm I'm going to pick Toronto on this one for sure. Okay, you're taking Toronto, Mark. What are you doing here? I'm going to go with Toronto as well. Just like everybody's kind of said, based on quarterbacking. And there is a team with a backup quarterback if Nichols does fail. The law uh, If office. he starts out slow, you got the law office who has more than enough experience. You can't really call him a strict backup. No. Nope. Uh, so, and who knows? Maybe we'll see Wilder tear it apart this season. And what better place to start than with Ottawa? Um, yeah, Ottawa's got La Police, and I keep hearing about La Police and what he can do. And La Police caught lightning in a bottle with Chris Traveler and Andrew Harris. Uh, he doesn't have either of those in Ottawa. So, um, like Will said, there, I think Ottawa could be the bottom of the bottom this year, easily. So, yeah, I'm easily going to go with Toronto here. Okay. Well, that that's unanimous. There's no way Ottawa's going to win a game this year. I don't know. It's it's going to have to be. If if Winnipeg, Ottawa was going to win a game this year, it, it might be this one. Um, it might be this one. But I'm not betting money on that one, that's for sure. I'm going with the Argos. Uh, next game up is the Montreal Alouettes in the Calgary for the Stampeders. Now, this is a new head coach in Kahari Jones. New owners, new general manager, new pretty much everything in Montreal. Going against the rock-solid Calgary Stampeders where nothing changed. Coach, GM, president, assistant coaches, quarterback, nothing changed in Calgary. Okay, so who are you going to take here there, Charles? Well, Kahari's not really a new head coach. He was there last year. I mean, uh, No, 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 I mean, no. I said they're solid. Okay, sorry. Yes, yeah. 
this one um this one's an interesting one. Um it's really? funny. A year ago at that time if we had been talking about um Montreal against Calgary, it would have been a no brainer. But in reality I think the Stampeders are gonna take a step back this year. Do I say this every year? I think I do. I think but so, I, yes, I you do. I think they're going to take a step back this year. Eventually, I'm going to, if I keep saying it enough, I'm going to be right. Well, they did and, take uh, a step back last year. I don't think they were they good did. last year as what they have been for yeah. the previous decade. Yeah. True. And are they going to be as good this year? I don't know if they're going to be as good this year. Uh, but they do have the, a good continuity, like you said. Uh, a lot of new in Montreal. Um I think Montreal is going to be a much improved team, even from last year. But I still think I like Calgary in this one because I think Calgary is still. When I say they're going to stay a step back, they're still going to be a very good team. I don't doubt that for a second. And I think the home field advantage on this one uh, will favor Calgary because they're a very good team at home. So I think it'd be a close one, but I think that Calgary would win. You're taking Calgary? Yes. Okay. I, I was really under the impression you were going with Montreal there. I think it would be close, and if this game was in Montreal, I might. I think the home field advantage helps Calgary because they're a very good home team and have been for years. Okay. Uh, William, is this an 18-0 well, Calgary Stampeders this year? No, it's a 20-0 Calgary Stampeders this year. Okay. Ooh. You got to win playoff games to get to the Grey Cup, and they're going to be twenty and zero. Um, I actually think uh, Montreal lost too much in the off season. They lost uh, a couple of guys out of the defensive backfield. Um, what's his name? Come on, what's his name? The cornerback, you know, was in Calgary. Now he's somewhere else. Tommy Campbell. There you go. They lost Tommy Campbell. Um, they did get James Wilder. Um, and I don't know if that's an upgrade over what they had last year because James Wilder, other than his first season in the CFL, really has done nothing. And uh, I, 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 I think uh, Vag is going to be one year better this year, okay, because he got a whole season of playing. So I think he will be much improved. But I'm always going to pick Calgary at home because they usually win at home. So I'm going to pick Calgary. Okay, go. we got two for Calgary. Mark, who are you going to take on this one? It's a tough one, eh? Not. Um, you know what? Like Charles said, if this game was in Montreal, I might be tempted to take Montreal, but because it's in Calgary, um, I would. I'm going to have to go with the Stamps just based on their home record over the years, especially against Eastern teams. Montreal is. Uh, probably almost a shoe-in already for second place in the East, even though we're only ending week one. But Calgary is just, they've got too much experience. they got Mitchell, arguably the number one quarterback in the CFL. So I'm going to have to stay with Calgary on it. Okay. And I'm going to take the Stampeders because what fool would take Montreal? Um, no, seriously, Calgary is uh, – they're still a dominant force in this league. And then anybody who says that they're not, you know, yes, last year was a little bit of a hiccup. 
But do you think that Hoffnagel and Dickinson didn't do their due diligence over the the off season and and find the holes for the that they had? No, definitely, definitely they got things better going on. Calgary is definitely going to take this one over the Montreal Alouettes, and uh, we'll go from there. Now, our last game for Week One of the 2020 CFL season is Winnipeg and Hamilton. This is a pretty good one. This should this is a rematch of the Grey Cup from last year. Yes, it is. So, what do you guys think? Who's going to win this one? Is this a bounce back year for the Hamilton Tiger Cats, who did finish number one in a dominant fifteen and three record last year? Um, but kind of shit to bed in the Grey Cup. Uh, Charles, who's going to take this one? This is an interesting one. I'm assuming that um, what's his name, the ti- the uh, Tiger Cats quarterback. Um, which one? Uh, Mazzoli? Evans or Mazzoli? No, who's that? Not Mazzoli, the other guy. Evans. Dane Evans. 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 I'm assuming he would start this game because I don't think that um, Mazzoli's ready yet because he's coming off the torn ACL. Um, so it's a, a very, um, very much a rematch of last year. Uh, a lot of these, I don't think either one of these teams really uh, made a whole lot of changes over the offseason. I think the Bombers made the least amount of changes of any team in the CFL. And the Ticats, I don't, they didn't make a lot of changes either. Not Nothing major, anyways. Um, so these are going to be very similar lineups that we saw play last November uh, in the Grey Cup. So that's an interesting one. Um and having seen that, I got to pick the Bombers because, quite frankly, uh, if the Ticats weren't good enough to beat them last November, I don't think they'd be good enough to beat them to the, this week. So uh, I am going in this Grey Cup rematch to pick the same outcome as the Grey Cup, and I think I pick Winnipeg. Very cool, very cool. Uh, William, quit stealing Daddy's jewelry. Yeah. And uh, tell us who's going to win this Winnipeg-Hamilton game. <clears throat> I think this is going to be a shit-kicking of monstrous proportions. And okay. I guarantee you, I guarantee you Hamilton is a lot hungrier than Winnipeg is. And I know of 48 players who've probably watched last year's Grey Cup more than Mark has, okay, and that would be the Hamilton Tiger Cats, okay, and they're going to come out for blood and vengeance, and they're going to be hungrier, and I think they're just going to roll over the Bombers, to be honest with you. And the Bombers, in the first game of the season, they're going to finally get to see how much teams play you that much harder when you are the defending Grey Cup champions. Interesting there concept go. there, William. Interesting concept. And, Mark, who are you going to take in this game? Did the Montreal or did the um, Winnipeg Blue Bombers keep their team together? Do you think they've done a good job? Are they still sound? Hamilton seems to not have changed much at all. Who are you going to take in this game? Well, I'm going to go Homer, of course. 
This really? game should be being played in Winnipeg, though. Not in Hamilton. Well, why? Uh, Great Cup winning team, Winnipeg. First game of the year. If you're going to do it, it should be from the, that home team. Why? Why not? Is this a mark rule? Yes. Okay, it's a dumb rule. Yeah, I know. It's a bomber fan <laughs> rule. It's just <laughs> not going to happen. Well, I'm not buying it. So, but, Will, are you saying that Hamilton's actually preparing this week for the game, or are they still doing practicing uh, their victory formation at the end of the cut like they did for the entire week last year? Well, no, they I'm, might come I'm hungry, saying, but there's the yeah, attitude problem and, and right there. Sorry, sorry. But well, yeah, but there's a there's a bit of a problem. It's called Simone Lawrence, and Zach Calaris better not run, okay? <laughs> That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying, man. As a matter of fact, if I was if I was Mike O'Shea and and and, and he was a smart guy, I wouldn't let Zach Calaris play until the uh, 16th game of the season. To be honest with you. Hey, he's undefeated as a bomber. You got to roll with him. I just think with our defense, especially with Willie Jefferson back, which is one of the bigger re-signings of the offseason, and with Andrew Harris and Nick Dembski and all the other guys that they do have now that have come up, Rashid Bailey, it's going to be a close game. It won't be like the Great Cup, but I think Winnipeg's going to win. You think Winnipeg's going to win? Okay, well, I, you know, I'm going to bat this one around a little bit. I've been going back and forth, back and forth, and who do I think is going to do this and do that? And I think Hamilton's hungrier. I, I Just honestly, I think that Hamilton is a hungrier football team right now. They've got something to show. They went out, they shit the bed last year in the Grey Cup, and – they're coming back, and they're a good t- football team. Yes, they're in the East. They're the best team in the East, and yes, I know they can pad their record by beating up on Ottawa and Toronto and, for the most part, Montreal. But they still beat every Western team last year. Now, granted, BC wasn't a bit of a challenge, but, uh, you know, some of the other teams were. So I, I think Hamilton's a, a, a stronger, tougher team right now than uh, any anybody else in the league. And I'm going to take the uh, Hamilton Tiger Cats in the victory over the uh, Great Cup defending champion Winnipeg Blue Bombers. Now, for the record, the Saskatchewan Rough Riders are kicked out of the league. So they're not playing in here, so they're not playing this year at all, so they've been kicked out of the league. Oh, I'm sorry, they're on a bye. (laughs) Silly me. Wishful thinking, what is it? I don't know. Okay. That's our that's our thing. So we're going to keep score of this. From I'm going to stick this in the drawer, and uh, we'll we'll do we'll do week two next week. Does that sound like fun, guys? Did you have fun? But we talked football we, for we took fo- football for half an hour on games that aren't going to happen. <laughs> I, 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 I kind of like right. I kind of like the normalcy. Okay, mm-hmm. I do. Yeah, because that was normal. That was normal. It was like yeah. a normal. Wednesday night during the CFL season. Isn't that awesome? <laughs> and I, I love I, this, alternate. This just came to me about five thing. minutes before I, I sat down to the show and I said, you Good know idea. what? I'm going to do the scores. So okay, let's here's, talk some here's something. 
maybe we should get maybe we should get Sparky to do his to do his list. Okay? And he can pick the people who won and see who wins. Well, think? if he wants to do – you know what, I, Sparky, if you want to do that, if you want to keep, like, standings and, and say, okay, Will's got – these are his standings and these are, are, are Mark's standings and these are Charles and Chris, and, and figure that all out, then that, that'd be cool. Did, did you say that he's, he's moving to Vancouver? Really? Oh, not for a while. Not for a okay. while. There's no jobs right now, and you can't travel. Did you notice? I traveled. I was in Alberta the other day. Which 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 brings up another question as far as the Hamilton Bomber game go. Did Anabolic Andy manage to get his drugs before the game? I like, don't does know. he import them, or are they in Canada? That's the other question. I, I think they'd be in Canada. Canada's pretty open on their drug okay. policies, and, and we can pretty much okay. make it cook up anything, you know, pretty good, whether it's meth or this or that or mushrooms and Coke. And Coke has to be grown, yeah. like, down in South America. We don't have the climate for it, and I don't think anybody's got any indoor greenhouses full of cocaine. That would be kind of cool. Coca plants? Uh, job opportunity I, for Christopher. Job, yeah, yeah, well, job opportunity. Yeah, um, business opportunity, all sorts of things. I, I I don't want a job. I'm not looking for a job. Job is just a. It's an acronym for just over broke. I I, I don't want a job. Okay. Um, first segment up. You you sports. I every time I see this with the capital U and the S, I I want to say U S like U S sports and the, mm-hmm. the U sports. It's not a good not a good move. They should have stayed with CIS or whatever that was, or I don't know. Uh, I anyhow, like you the original CIAU. What was wrong with that? I, I don't know. It's politically I like bullshit. CC, I like CCF. CCF? Canadian College was, Football. What, wasn't Canadian that the original name? CCF? Wasn't that the original the, uh, initials of the NDP party or a long yeah. time ago? I don't I think know. you're right. I, I think so. I think they was originally the. Uh, anyhow, I'm not going there. We're not doing that. Let's bring up the stars and bars flag and, and let's have some good old moonshine. Okay, uh, U Sports has canceled their fall season. How will this affect the CFL? Well, there's no CFL, so how does it affect it at all? I don't know. Shit, is the CFL going to have a season? U Sports has canceled their season, and why? Doesn't it make sense that there wouldn't be football anywhere? This one confuses me. I don't understand. Well, Help me. I'm confused too because if you've ever been to a U Sports football game, okay, you'll understand that social distancing wouldn't be a problem. Okay. No, there's nobody there. And in the stands, they get like 500 people at these games, okay? And it's usually parents and relatives. Um, So, I I don't know, but I tend to think, how would it affect CFL teams? I wonder if some of the CFL teams, you know, sometimes they'll send a guy back to to U Sports who has a year of eligibility left. I wonder if they'd keep them and kind of, uh, you know, groom them 
on the practice roster or something. Okay, interesting. That would be that would be an interesting concept. So, it, because the the uh, Q Sports has canceled their fall season, how does this affect the eligibility of players? Do they get an extra year of eligibility, or do they yes. just no? Nope, sorry, you're gone. I, I believe they do. Yeah, they do. They're um, Dobie was on TV talking about it the other day. Uh, they're not going to lose a year of eligibility if they still want to go to the draft next year, if there is a draft. If they want to go to the draft, they can. But if they want to obviously get the draft stock up with fresh play, fresh game film, uh, then they won't be affected by it. Yeah. Now, have we heard any? Have we heard anything about our other football programs, like for example, junior football? Are they canceling their season as well? Nothing here not yet. That, not that I have heard. Okay, because I, I'm I wondering think still if planning to go forward. I mean, I'm wondering if fans. a guy, if a guy is in his last year of college, and he wants and he wants some film so he might get drafted next year, I wonder if he would try and go to a different team if he can. You know what I mean? That's possible. Yeah, it is. I don't think there'd be anything stopping him from going other than he'd lose that year of eligibility from college. That would be the only thing he'd lose. Well, why would he lose that, though? Because college and junior have nothing to do with each other. True. So... I'm just I'm just thinking about these guys who are in that position, and it's got to be a kick in the bag not to be able to play their last year because some of these guys actually have ambitions to play in the CFL or play in any league. Yep. And if if you haven't seen tape on them for a year, man, I don't know. I don't know. That's that must be a bitch for guys that are in that position. If you know it's a tough I mean. one for them to decide. Yeah, it is. I don't know who came up with that. I mean, what was was the reasons behind it or not? Other reasons than the COVID what? stuff, them canceling the season. Why couldn't they play in empty stadiums, which because they do I normally think, anyway? I, I think part of the reason is that they're expecting that uh, colleges might not be opening up in the fall. You have uh, right. So there wouldn't be people on campus to begin with. So rather than have them coming in just for football, they just canceled it, period. But this, this did bring up, Farhan Lalji brought up an interesting uh, thought that, that players now, he thought this could be a benefit to the CFL because if there's not going to be anyone on the colleges, like any students or anything, that teams could potentially use empty dorms to put teams in. Yeah, that would work here sure. because um, yeah. the U of M's already announced that classes, there's going to be a little bit of in-person stuff, but the majority is online this year for the fall yeah. session anyway. So. But, I mean, there's there's got to be, I was going to say, in Winnipeg and in every city, as far as the dorms go, there's also got to be 
tons of hotel rooms that are empty as well. Oh, you know yeah. what I mean? So, yeah. So it wouldn't Winnipeg be a problem. Winnipeg could handle college, maybe the CFL, but that would yeah. be about it. I mean, that's why the NHL is looking at Vegas as one of their playoff spots is because there's 150,000 empty hotel rooms. Yep. Well, you just so told they're us all that they're, they're, like, getting pretty busy down there again. Well, the thing with the NHL really. is, thing with the NHL is they have to be like four and a half star hotels. Yeah, which Vegas has more yeah. than enough. And the thing but is, like, yeah, some of those hotels are so big you could almost fit the entire league, all the teams in one hotel. Yeah, because they're that big. Oh, you could. Easily. I mean, the average, the average big hotel in Vegas has five thousand rooms. So exactly. So you could put all the teams in there with rooms to spare. Yep. I, I think you could put all the teams and the fans in there, couldn't you? Pretty much. Well, put at least all the for Toronto. Yeah. <laughs> I said you could yep. put all the teams and all the fans. Here's something I was thinking about a hotel. You know, I wonder what the the lineup would probably be huge waiting for an elevator. Because how do you social distance in an elevator? <laughs> You can't. You can't. Two people so at a time. So one person, two people at a time, right? <laughs> I'll take the stairs. Same oh, well. last words. I can leave down. I don't know if I'd want to be taking the stairs uh, to my room on floor number 40. <laughs> well, at that point, maybe I'm waiting for the elevator. There just might be a lineup for the elevator, okay? You know? Yeah. Okay, the, 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 you you guys are self-isolating together. Okay, you can get in the elevator, okay? And then the, yeah. then the little guy comes out with a little spray bottle and sprays down the elevator and wipes the numbers, and off you go. And then the next people go in. So there might be a lineup for this. The then again, some of these Vegas hotels have like, somebody. yeah, some of these Vegas hotels have like twelve sets of elevators. Yes, they do. Yes, they do. And each set has like eight cars. So yeah. You know. Anyways, very cool. Okay, so um. Anything else about youth sports canceling their fall season now that we've talked about Las Vegas too much? Uh, how will this affect the CFL? Shows how interesting know. we find youth sports when we go into a conversation <laughs> of Vegas. Nobody enjoys youth sports, okay? Come on, seriously. Like Will said, it's only <laughs> the parents and friends. Okay, moving on. The CFL is considering an adopt-a-team model for the upcoming season. What does this mean by adopt-a-team? Okay, so as I read it, basically the talk is is because the COVID-19 thing is worse, much worse in the East than it is in the West, in like Quebec and Ontario, as compared to the prairies and the um, uh, out here in B.C., so kind of the premise would be is that you would have all the Western teams 
and they each would get an Eastern team, and they would share basically share the city for the season. So let's say BC would get the Argos, Edmonton would get uh, Montreal, Calgary would get Ottawa, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Oh, okay. I thought this was like a, a adopt a road, you know, the sign on the side of the road where okay, <laughs> the Pinnacle Club is is adopting the the Saskatchewan Rough Riders and, and they give like twenty bucks towards the riders to cover their bills for the season. So this this is no, totally so something much. different. This yeah. is totally different from that. Okay, my my bad. Sorry. It did have some possibilities though. It's kind of like a telethon, isn't it? Adopt a team. We could raise money. And I go, come on, we've already got the fans. Okay. Well, that's kind of an interesting concept. Basically, it's a move to cut down travel. Uh, so you could have two. Basically, you would be, it's kind of similar to the hub city idea. But instead of, you know, two hub cities, then you have four hub cities and you just have basically two teams calling one city their home. So it's a, a way to cut down on travel and so on. I mean, whether it works or so, not, I so don't know. But what Western team wouldn't get a team? Well, that, that that's the one thing I I because there are five teams in the East and four in the West. So are you going to put I would three? Think Honestly, and not because of numbers or anything like that. But if you have two teams in Winnipeg, Regina, two teams in Alberta, like in Calgary and Edmonton. You can do away games and drive them by bus. Yeah. Whereas going from Edmonton or Calgary to BC isn't quite a bus trip. No, that's, short that, that's, a, tr- that's could, a trip. It's a long bus trip. Yeah. It's a trip. So, it's a trip. So it does make sense to do it that way. This is actually a great idea. Yeah, I like this idea, actually. Yeah, but you know what? A lot of Eastern fans will complain about it, for sure. But the thing is, I don't think the plan is to have fans at the game anyways. I think still think they're planning on having no fans there. So if there's not going to be fans in the building, what difference does it make? Well, And what this also does is that the two teams can get together and share the cost of the building. Uh, as opposed to one team absorbing it all on their own. Yeah, okay. Because we know one team I, for sure I, is not playing at, at home, and that's Toronto. You know, and what I'm thinking also is if if the team that you're sharing your your facility with, there's going to be a big rivalry rivalry there when you play each other. Oh right? yeah. Because you know familiarity breeds contempt, right? So. Right. It'll probably be pretty cool. Yep. That's a great idea. I don't know if any team would want... Well, I guess the fans are no longer really an issue, are they? If we're going to play without fans and... and Not so, at that point. Yeah, so then it really wouldn't hurt one of the teams playing in Saskatchewan. Right, because honestly, if there was fans in the building, who would want who would want to go? Nobody would take Regina. True. So, yeah, it, it's it's an interesting concept. I don't I don't dislike this. It's one of the more level-headed ones they've come up with. 
Yeah. Yeah. It, if fans are I, an issue, it makes 100% sense. Yeah. It really and I does. think it's better than the Hub City. Uh, I, to me, it makes sense. Yeah, because you've got, like... Um, because you've got the, uh, you can have the two teams sharing the cost of the building, then that way it's not as a financial hit um, to one team. They can share in the cost, so it can cut down that way. But then again, maybe the Eastern teams will claim that there's a disadvantage for them if they have to play in a West City all the time. You know what I mean? Why? Because they're How? away from home. Well, because because they're on a they're on a ten game road trip. Okay, basically. But okay, so if you're playing in building empty buildings, does it really matter what city you're playing in? I mean, I get well, that it if you've got because, fans there. Well, it does because think about it. Because guys are away from their families, and they like that part. Okay, so guys are away from their families. And, uh, you know, I'm, I can see all kinds of guys booing this, but if they want to play a season, this this actually sounds like a pretty good concept, to be honest with you. And, again, this is going to be for a short season, so it's only going to last like yeah. eight to ten weeks. So it's not like it's a full six-month season. Right. Right. I guess it just depends on what you want, right? Yeah. Well, do you want a paycheck or the Serb? That's well, the thing. that's true. That's true. Yeah, uh, interesting. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. And I think once the winter months, once the winter months hit, they should just move everything to Vancouver. To be honest with you, don't no, stadium all play indoors. Yeah, to play it all indoors. In my mind. I think it's okay. certainly an interesting thought. I think it is. I, I, yep. I think like the little sign on the side of the road that says adopt a team was a pretty good one too. Well, maybe we can look into that too. Just for me? Sure. Okay, good. Phew. Well, actually, Christopher, that kind of goes in with some of the suggestions we've seen on Let's Talk CFL page. You know, the ones about having a GoFundMe for the league. So we could do it the oh. same way. <laughs> I think no. somebody actually did start one. I can't remember, though. But a GoFundMe page? Yeah. I'm sorry, as, as much as I love the CFL and football and stuff like that, I'm not giving them any of my money. <laughs> not not for not on a GoFundMe. I don't mind buying merchandise and tickets, but I'm not donating to a GoFundMe was 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 a uh a site that was made to really help people in need and to make charitable donations and this and that. But people will now make a GoFundMe for any people are making GoFundMe's for random people to give them money to go on vacation. And the weirdest part about it is there are some suckers that actually donate to it. Yeah, $230 was so far. Uh, Where are you going, Mark? (laughs) 
I just can't believe people have actually donated to it. Yeah, why not? I donated money to the riders during the telephones. Oh. <laughs> Isn't that kind of the same you know, thing? You know, I had an interesting conversation today because I've I've noticed in the last three months <clears throat> my gym is still taking money out of my bank account. Okay. So I, I phoned them today and they said, Well, as soon as we open again we're gonna give everybody credits. Or if you'd like to, sir, we can we can we can donate your money to our employee fund. <laughs> and when I when I when I when I when I started to, when I started to laugh just like Christopher is right now, he didn't he didn't get me, okay? So it's like, yeah, you know what? We have a government that's doing that for you guys. And sorry, I've worked through this whole thing, guys. Like, give me a break. So it's going to be an interesting conversation when I go back to my gym. So, which doesn't open until the 22nd. And you have to book an appointment, apparently. I wonder so, if anyone's we'll actually donated. I wonder if anyone's actually donated to that employee fund. I, I'm sure there's people out there who have. Quite likely. So, I, I'm I'm just like I give you my money now, but now you want me to donate it to your employees that you laid off, and they're probably collecting CERB, and and like really, come on, guys. Seriously, I'm just yeah. saying. I get. I guess I'm a miserable old fucker who doesn't like to lose his money. So, how dare you want your own money? Yeah, it's just kind of wrong. Why would you do that? No, and they don't get the whole concept of, hey, I pay for this, and I haven't been able to go to your facility for three months, okay? Like, give me a break. Uh, Get your money back. Yeah, I noticed one of the options they offered you was not a refund. We'll give you credit. No. That's correct. That's correct. So, and I could say I'm going to change my gym, but I've been going there for 25 years, okay? So, you could just change your gym. Yeah, I guess so. We'll see. Yeah. Okay. So let's uh, moving on from adopt a team model, which I think is a pretty good idea now that I understand it. Um, I do too. Yeah. TSN has announced a new weekly show for the CFL 2020. Are we interested in this show? Yeah, it looks pretty damn good, don't you think? I mean, there's a bunch of guys who know something about football and some who don't are going to sit around and talk about football. It's kind of like the Let's Talk CFL podcast, only they're going to be on TV. Maybe we could be on TV. No. And and there's not going to be any ball. There's not going to be there's not going to be any ball cupping either. So. No ball cupping. No, I'm I'm pretty sure that that's not going to happen. And I'm also pretty sure that they won't have magpies in the background. 
I'm just saying. You guys need to get better. You guys need to get better equipment. I are you talking about my balls now, William? There's no cupping. I would never talk about your balls. <laughs> Only Wally's. <laughs> Only Wally's. Uh, oh, that's breaking news. Well, oh, didn't see that. Should rename the CFL Wally Ball. <laughs> well, Wally Ball's been a thing for a long time, right? I mean, I just never thought about it the way that this guy just tried to refer it as. I wasn't even really a big Wally fan, so I really don't know how that kind of went off. Anyways, do we have more agenda or not? Yeah, we're talking uh, about this so the, this yeah. football night, TSN's yes, Friday Night Football. DFL 2020. Well, yeah. Any show that's about football will be good. A- exactly. How could you not? How could you not watch something like this? I mean, I, I was kind of into it. It it is an interesting uh, lineup. Did you see the lineup that they had? Uh, what's his name? Stuck it out there. Everybody but Rod Black. Rod Black was on the lineup. What are you talking Good. about? No, I don't really? think he was. No. Are you sure? Yes. I saw a few I... people were celebrating. They're like, no Rod Black. Dunnigan, Stiegel, Sanchez, uh, Suter, Dwayne Ford, uh, Farhan Lalji, and Dave Naylor. It sounds like a good bunch of guys, for the most part. Yep. yep. As long as they don't talk about that other thing, I'm good. What yeah. other thing? That other thing, Christopher. Oh. I forgot. It wasn't yeah, that important to me. Okay. So it's a good show. Let's take a look at it on Friday night, and we can all talk about it next week and see what happens. I mean, I can't imagine anyone not wanting to well, except for I do know there was one person, one CFL fan, that not only wasn't interested in the show, but was actually physically angry about it. But I, I'm yes. not going to bring – I'm not going to yeah. go any further with that. There's no point. There was quite the diatribe to us. That just confused the hell out of me, but I'm not going to go into it any further. I don't know why you wouldn't want to watch it. Yeah, I know. I I didn't get it, but... I still don't get it, but whatever. Okay. So we're going to come back and talk... Yep. Cool. Very cool. Um, Darian Durant is looking for a front office or media job in the CFL. Okay. How desperate do you have to be to raise your stock by coming out publicly and saying something so ridiculous, stupid, and ignorant as this? This is this uh, right up there with Damon Allen wanting to be a GM. 
Did you? Where's Damon Allen working in the CFL now? Nowhere. To my knowledge, he's Nowhere. not. Nowhere. Where? Where's Darian Durant working now? Where's he going to be working? Nowhere. If if people wanted you for a front office job or a media job, they'd pick up the phone and they'd say, Darian, you want to come on the uh, CFL 2020 on TSN? And he'd go, uh, what does it pay? No, th- it, that doesn't happen. He's not there. Why? Because nobody cares about him. He, he, he's a never was. Maybe he'll take the money and not show up. He's done that a couple of times. Well, they won't pay him up front, so there's no worry about that. So They're like, we saw what you do to people that give you money up front. Right. Yeah. I saw this, Charles. It's a wonderful thing. BC Lions will be opening up their training facility to players this Monday, yeah, June I, the 15th. I just saw that. Players will need to make appointments and screened upon their arrival. Medical and strength staff will be in shields. Players in masks when not training. Coaches, front office, business staff will not return yet. Are they saying how many players are allowed in at once? Uh, no. No. Because no, I know it's in Winnipeg. In Winnipeg, they made a big announcement about the bombers can come back into IGF one uh, two at a time in the building, one with a trainer at a time. Wait, two at a time? Two at a time. Well, that that uh, that should be interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, you can play pass, but you got to sanitize the ball before you throw it each time. Pretty much. And the problem. Like, okay, great. Winnipeg's opened up. BC's opened up. Has BC got an open border? Nope. Not with well, America. The border across the country is closed. Doesn't have one with America. Does it have one with Alberta? Well, yeah, Does I've been back and forth. There's nothing uh, yeah, there. I think you can go back and forth, yeah, as long as you're staying in the country. See, in Manitoba, you can come in, but you got to quarantine for 14 days. I don't know if what? that's the... In Manitoba. What, what, what? Really? In Manitoba, if you come into the province, if you leave the province and come back, or if you're coming from another province to here, you have to quarantine yourself for 14 days as per health law. Oh, well, I don't know. I just drove up to Fort St. John in uh, B.C., northern B.C., but I did so going through Jasper and then going to Hinton and then heading north through Grand Prairie. And nothing said, no signs, no nada, don't do anything. It's very challenging to to do because it, everything's closed. It's hard to find food. It's hard to find a washroom. It's hard to find anything as you're traveling. Mm-hmm. But um, uh, we did it, 12 hours up, 11 hours back. See, now, right there's through. a law. If you did that in Manitoba, you'd have to now stay home for 14 days. But how do you even how do you even um, police something like that? Because you don't have um, you don't have a border crossing between the provinces. So I don't even know how you would begin to um, 
begin to police it. I mean, you, you'd have to do it basically on the honor system because I don't know if there's, there's not like they're keeping a lock of people going in and out, are they? Do they have checkpoints or something? Um, they do have people at the borders, but it's just an information thing. Okay. Uh, but the players would be known if they're quarantined or not. Because if all of a sudden the players are at practice two days after they got here, they're pretty obviously not quarantining. So it's, I don't know if there's necessarily a penalty, like a fine, or I don't know for sure. But, yeah, no, we you can't come in here if you don't want to quarantine for 14 days. But if there's no fine, then what difference does it make? I don't They're not know. Get I'm not sure if there is a fine. That's or weird. Yeah. Well, well so, and I'm, I'm trying to figure out, okay, so say tomorrow I decide to fly to Vegas, okay? And uh, you you can't, but that's okay. Okay, well, there's always a way, Christopher. Okay. Well, you'd, have to, you'd have to have your own jet. Okay. Or you drive down to the States. You can't. Drive you can't cross the border. the border. You can't That's cross true. the border. Can't cross the border by car, by bus, by boat, <laughs> by airplane, by anything, uh, unless some you got a drone to drag your ass across the border. I don't know. You, well, you can't but do it. I could. What I could do is I could get one of my tractor trailer buddies to drive me across the border, right? Yeah. Well, you, usually it's them bringing Mexicans up, so it's, it's a, it would really confuse the border guys. <laughs> Well, I could be a Actually, white Mexican if you tried. You can't. There is so. no flight leaving from Canada going to the U.S. Yeah. They're what? Sorry? There's no, there there's are no, no flights. flights leaving from Canada. Sure there are. I'm looking at them right now. Tomorrow's departure at YVR. There's all sorts of flights going to the U.S. L.A., San Francisco, uh, Seattle. There's all sorts of them. Christopher, I'm sitting in my backyard, and I see planes flying overhead all the time. Okay. So so they are still flying. Dallas? So my that, question that, is, if you, if you fly to the States right now and go and have fun and then turn around and come back to Canada, and then you have to self-isolate when you get back to Canada. Right. Correct. So why don't, you have to self, why don't you have to self-isolate when you go to the U.S.? The U.S. hasn't put those rules into place. And that's why I'm, there's I'm a, a, to, an epidemic down there. I'm, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to find a way where, where my company will give me six weeks off, okay? So, just saying. Isolate for 14 days in Vegas, and then come back here and isolate for 14 days in Calgary. That's 28 days off. That's more days than I've ever had in my lifetime. Anyways, doesn't matter. It's just there's so many rules for so many different things, and everybody's got different rules. So, just saying. We're talking about COVID again. Let's talk about football. Yeah. Are you still there, Christopher? Or are you checking the facts? Another problem with us, we always check the facts during the show. We should have these things right at our fingertips. Come on, guys. Let's make this a great podcast. It's research in real time. Yeah, I guess. 
Well, I just posted that uh, comment that we were talking about. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me, Mark? Nope. Holy crap! Yep. Did we lose CJ? Because um, I, he hasn't said anything like two in like three minutes. I, I was going to ask you the same thing. I don't CJ, know. He hasn't still there? to say we lost him, but he might still be talking Heard. about something and not realize he's gone or something. Remuted himself by mistake. Uh, let's see. I'm going to try and go on to the. Studio, see if he's still showing up there. Normally, he messages us yeah. if he if he lost, if he's gone. But uh, I don't know, he's like just vanished. I thought he was just looking to see if there were flights going down to the U.S. from Canada at first. Yeah, me too. Me too. Yeah, because he likes to do that. Maybe he had to pee. I don't know. He might have. Hard to say. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe he just wanted to see how long we'd talk without him. He Maybe might he's just, just be playing good. a game. He's still on. He's still on. Hey, you know what? We've got a caller online from a 612 area code. I wonder if we should bring him in just to see who it is. Yeah, let's. I just noticed that. 612 area code. Should we bring him in? I can bring him in here. Absolutely. Let's sure. bring him in. Let's see who Absolutely. we got online. All right, so let's go here. Hello, caller, 612 area code. Who are we talking to? Hello? <laughs> CJ. <laughs> so whoever that 612, 612 area code, are you there? <laughs> oh, dear, they hung up on you, Charles. We're being spied on or something. I wonder what the area, where is that area code from? 612 area code. Probably from somewhere weird. Uh, hold on. Minneapolis. Uh oh. Minneapolis, huh? I wonder if someone. Uh, I don't know. Okay. Minneapolis area code. Are you there? Six one two. Hello. Nope. And CJ. Nope. Don't show CJ is online. But he's not answering. Oh, well, maybe we pissed him off. We didn't talk about the 2009 Grey Cup, did we? Oh, no, that's <laughs> good. About it now. Maybe I'll come back. Uh, I don't know. Someone from Minneapolis is listening to us, but they don't want to They don't want to talk. Apparently not. Okay, we'll assume that CJ, well, he's, we've lost him for a minute, and we'll, hopefully we'll get him back here in the next uh, little bit. Uh, so what were we talking about? We were talking about, well, we were talking about this CFL, uh, show, uh, CFL 2020 on, um, TSN Friday night. So it's interesting. I mean, I get what they're doing. I mean, they don't have Friday night football. Uh, so they've got to try to fill the space with something. So obviously they're doing, um, classic games. They've been doing that for a few weeks now. But um, they, you know, they're bringing in some new content at least. So I don't think it's a bad idea. I mean, 
I don't know why anybody would be upset or want to prevent the league from doing it. Nice try. Um, but, uh, yeah, it seems like a good idea to me. I love it. Yeah, I mean. Keep it to football. I mean, it'll be fun. Yeah. Look, we that would be we made up four imaginary game previews. Correct? Yeah. And we had fun doing it. It was like last year and the year before. It was normal. Why can't we do that? It's a whole lot better than talking about all the other BS that's going on right now. (laughs) Well, you see, the the worst thing anybody can do, especially a television broadcast, is not talk about football for until it starts. Because yep. you need to keep it in the public eye. You need to keep people's attention on it. Okay? Right. And I and I think that's a great idea. I mean, what's wrong with sitting around talking about football? We do it all the time. You know what I mean? And if the four game previews were us bullshitting, isn't that the same thing for the last however many years we've done this podcast? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Let's you know, face and, it, if any of us know, knew... Go ahead. And... Well, if you, if you look at the lineup they have, those are all knowledgeable football guys. I don't agree with them all the time, but, I mean, you know, and and I've discovered this in the last couple of years. If you want to, if you really want an inside thing on the on the CFL draft, you got to listen to Dwayne Ford because he's an encyclopedia on the stuff. Or he knows, he knows the guys CIF. everywhere. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. He knows the college so, game from back to front. Yes, he does. He's a knowledgeable guy. There's no doubt about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because the last thing you want to do is get lost in the shuffle. If nobody's talking about them and they get lost in the shuffle, uh, then they're just going to – the people will lose, especially in some of these cities like Toronto and so on, they're just going to forget the CFL even exists. So keep them fresh in their mind. Uh, it's not just, you know, showing old games. They actually have some new content. We can actually talk about things. There's obviously going to be developments as we move along with the possibility of the league coming back at some point. So you've got a place now to talk about there. I don't see what the issue is. I think it's a good idea. And, and, I get to and I mean, let's David face, Sanchez. And that let's face it, people, people are starved with, for sports right now. Let's face yep. it. I mean, yep. I've never watched so much freaking UFC in my life in the last six <laughs> weeks, okay? Because it's the only sport on TV. Hey, there's Every NASCAR. Week. Pardon me? There's NASCAR. You get to watch guys turn left for 500 miles. Yeah, sure. It's a sport. Yeah, I guess so. Turn left for 500 miles, that's true. I mean, yeah, I guess, sort of. <laughs> you know, I mean, I, I'm 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 looking for sports to watch on TV, but there's just nothing on there. Yeah. You know, I mean, my my, are you ready for this, guys? Last weekend, my wife made me watch oh. Roadhouse. Roadhouse. <laughs> Remember That's Roadhouse with Patrick, That's not a bad movie. with Patrick with Patrick Swayze? Come on, Charles. <laughs> Come on, Charles. It's fluff, Charles. Yeah, it and, was. It was somewhat entertaining. 
and I did watch Days of Thunder the other day, which was, you know, it was okay. That's a movie about you know? NASCAR. Yes, it is. And I had thought about watching uh, Draft Day for the 800th time, but I thought, nah, I know how this movie turns out. So, yep. You know how we were talking earlier about CBC owning the rights to the old Grey Cups? Yes. When the CFL had the Canadian Football Network, was the Grey Cups still on CBC? They were on. They both both um, networks carried it. Okay. I'm just tired of seeing the same five or six games they keep putting on. I know, because they they only have rights to so many. I mean, it's all well and good, but, I mean, they're all games. And most of the games are from, like, the last five years years or so. So we're seeing them over and over again. And I know everybody says, well, just go on YouTube. I would rather sit in front of my television set and watch it. Well, I can actually watch YouTube on my TV set. See, I can't. Yeah. So it would be awesome if this generation of fans, the newer generations, could see Wally Buono on the field. Guys like that. It'd be neat to see those old games. Where um, quarterbacks had to be a lot tougher. Is that how you would put it? Because of the hits that were legal. Mm-hmm. I'd love this idea with this um, uh, show, though. If they're going to do it every week and preview different teams, it, it'll keep people interested. Mm-hmm. If we just go quiet about the, if say there's no football and everything is just quiet. It's not going to help the league come back, especially in places like Toronto and probably Vancouver. True. You know, it's going to come back in Winnipeg. (laughs) Unless his internet dropped. I I think that might have been what happened. He does live on the side of a mountain. It's still showing him connected as a host, but... Who knows? Maybe he had a power outage or something. Yep. Like, am I thrilled that I'm going to have to listen to Glenn Suter? Not overly, but not we, really. Know, we can mute. Well, we can mute that because he'll be talking about the riders. Well, what? Else? He doesn't talk about anything else, so. <laughs> Except his great good, playing days. I'm just hoping it's not too scripted kind of thing, because I like it when Dunnigan just goes off on different mm-hmm. tangents. He's way more entertaining when he does that. It's true. Not that it's hard to get him to go off on a tangent. And I hope Milt Siegel doesn't do push-ups live on air. I'm getting tired of seeing that, okay? Oh. Yes, we know Yes, we know you're fit, okay? Good for you. You've never drank, you've never smoked, you've never eaten anything that's bad for you. That's great, okay? But you still couldn't play in the CFL. Sorry. Anymore. Nope. Yep. 
You're too old. Sorry. What can I say? But yeah, no, I think it'll be entertaining. So, I mean, but they would they they're not going to be in studio. I would assume they're going to be separate, right? I would think so. You'll probably have like, like I think so. Yeah. Sorry, who's yeah. this? Hold on a second. Who is this? Yeah. Yeah, this is this is Mike from Minnesota. I was the one that was trying to call in earlier and I was having issues with the Oh, six uh six one two area code. Yes, sir. Okay. Have you called us before? Yeah, like way I think during last season sometime. Yeah, I remember your voice. I remember uh Mike, yeah, from Minnesota. I remember talking to you before. Yeah, how are y'all doing today? I know Chris has been online, and I guess I'm having with him. Yeah, I think he must be having some sort of internet problems or something because he kind of just vanished. Oh, okay. Yep, and he's not answering, so. Yeah. Yeah, I just wanted to say well, it was, uh, it's kind of sad that the season didn't happen, and I was so looking forward to my Bombers uh, being able to top off the fact that we won the first regular season game in Mosaic in the new Mosaic Stadium, won the first playoff game there. And then we were on our way to win the, their first Grey Cup at the new stadium as well. And it's a real shame that's not going to be able to happen. Yep, that's true. Oh, Lordy. Oh, Lordy. We have a Homer Bomber fan. He's Another Bomber fan. You and Mark will get along well. Right. Yeah, it's not, be, not being a Homer. That's just, that's just an objective point. I mean, the Bombers are clearly head and shoulders the best team in the league by a long shot. <sighs> Back. Well, they were last year anyway. We'll they were last year well, anyways. They certainly were last year. I can't disagree with that. We'll see what okay, happens. Well, they won the Grey Cup. You tell me, yep, who, do you, who, do you think, who do you think is a better team than that? Well, right now it's probably the Bombers. I mean, being that they're the, cha- being that they're the champion, uh, as far as I'm concerned, they're the best team. Um, until they're until not. Somebody knocks, until somebody knocks them off. Right. But, I mean, the rationale I'm saying is that they've retained most of their roster, as far as especially their starters. I mean, they, That's if true. I'm not mistaken, every starter on offense is back, and almost all the starters except two on defense are back as well, especially all the key guys, all, all the top-level guys are back. Mm-hmm. Yep. The yeah, offensive line is the big part. And I was just thinking back, like, the last time I think of – but defending Grey Cup champ brought that many starters back was when Montreal did it, and they went on to win the title again in, in 2010. So, you know. But the biggest the biggest thing is, oh, when was the last time we had a back-to-back? Uh, too many. Montreal. In the 90s, isn't it? Yeah, Mon- Montreal. Montreal, 2009-2010. They beat the Riders mm-hmm. back-to-back. That's right. a long time. And that was... But that, and again, that was the last time a Great Cup champion brought back that many starters. Because if you look back the last you know couple of years, usually the team that wins the Great Cup loses at least half their starters from the yep. Great Cup game. And the Bombers, to their credit, they haven't done that. They they pretty much brought back everybody. It's a long time since I've seen players wanting to stay in Winnipeg. <laughs> yep. But I mean, who uh, who who really improved in the Western Division that you would say like you know we should expect significant improvement? On paper, I don't know if I'd say significant, but Saskatchewan improved. 
Saskatchewan could be very, very scary. Right. I mean, yeah, they're, they're the one team I was, you know, worried about. But besides them, like, did Calgary yeah. do anything? Calgary does so holes. Yeah, Calgary doesn't and do anything. One, they just fill holes. Is right. Right. And so, I, I don't remember BC making any big moves, right? I mean, unless I forgot something. Well, they they did uh, improve their offensive line. They made the big the signing from uh, um, what's the guy's name from Hamilton, the big offensive lineman from Hamilton, and they signed yeah. a few other people. They also went out and they got um, um, who was that big defensive signing they picked up? Um, oh, oh God, Mickey Johnson. Mike, thank Mickey you, Mike Johnson. Mickey Johnson. Uh, they picked him up. Uh, yeah, and they also Riker Matthews with the offensive lineman. Yep. And they also picked up a defensive end from Calgary who had ten sacks last year. Yeah. He was a rookie. Okay, so they have improved. But you know yep. what? There's so many things that there's so many things that go into this whole thing. And, and I mean, yeah, odds-on favorite right now is Winnipeg, but so many things can happen in a season, right? Let's face it. Yeah. Oh yeah. Still, still the big I mean, had, had Matt Nichols not got hurt, the Bombers were on their way to winning 15 games last year. So it's only because of that. It's the only reason they have to play two road games in the playoffs. Get all that out there too. I'll go the other way. Yeah. I say if Matt Nichols gets hurt, they don't win the Grey Cup. Because that no, they clearly win the sparked cup. that team. No, I don't think so. I think Matt Nichols was the spark that that team needed. Because Matt Nichols, yeah, or, well, or, excuse me, um, uh, Zach Claris. Because when healthy, Zach Claris, head and shoulders, a better quarterback than Matt Nichols. It's not even a, a question. So well, and oh, he I, I healthy, and they kept him healthy. But I, I would say Claris is the reason why they were able to go on the road and beat Calgary and Saskatchewan. I mean, Nichols wouldn't yeah. have been able to do that. But if Nichols no. had stayed hurt, had stayed healthy, and Shrevel hadn't come in there and stunk up the joint all those games like he did, they wouldn't have been playing on the road in the first place. They would have hosted the West Final, and no one would have went into Winnipeg and won that game. With that home field advantage, it wouldn't have happened. There was no one in the league capable of doing that. Oh, that's possible. That was a tough one. I, mean, I mean, how many how many teams in the CFL could handle a sold-out investor group field? There's, I mean, literally no team could. When it goes to going to the Grey Cup, it would be tough. Yes, it does. Yeah. Well, probably but, still but you're also, but you're also talking about a different animal. I mean, you're talking yeah. about playoffs. I mean, Winnipeg obviously went into Saskatchewan and beat Saskatchewan, and that was a probably a sold out Mosaic Stadium, which is pretty close to a sold out IGF, right? No, so, it's, it's, no, it is. It's, it's a lot louder at IGF. Anyone, if anyone's yeah, been know. both they, stadiums, they have, you know. They have the record. They have the record. I've heard that. <laughs> no, but I mean, like, that. literally, no. uh, it, it's the, with the canopy thing they set up there. I don't know if it's if that's the main reason, but you can feel it. Like, 15,000, 20,000 IGF sounds like a sold-out crowd in Mosaic. 80% yep. of the crowd at IGF is covered by that canopy. Yeah. It acts yeah, that, as yeah, a that, closed stadium. Why. It's it does sound like a closed stadium. It's designed similar to the um, to um, CenturyLink Field in Seattle, which yeah. is regarded as the loudest, if not one of the loudest, if not the loudest um, um, stadiums in the NFL. 
and they've got a similar situation there where they've got kind of that canopy over the crowd. And what that does is it turns it almost into a big giant sound tunnel where you got the crowd, they'll cheer loudly, and then the sound will bounce, reverberate, and it'll you know, create an echo uh, that'll make it even louder. That just magnifies the, the sound. Oh, no, for sure. It, it bounces it right back down on the field. Um, Willie Jefferson was asked about that because he's seen it from both sides now. And he yeah, said, that's true. He, he did say you cannot hear anything. Even if the guy is beside you screaming in your ear hole, you don't have a clue what he just said. The sound in Regina goes up. The sound in Winnipeg goes straight down on the field. Yep. Although I do like what Winnipeg does when they're practicing for playing in Regina. They use the crowd noise from the banjo bowl and they project it onto the field. Yep, that's true. I didn't know that. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yep. Like I'm but yeah, a couple we of miles see. away from the stadium, and I, I can be at the front of my house and I can hear it point as day. Yep. But, I mean, I do agree with Mike. I mean, right now, I mean, in a 10-game season or 9-game season or whatever the heck it's going to be, if there is a season, let's hope, um, Winnipeg has the advantage. Yep. Unless, unless their quarterback gets hurt which in reality you can say that about every team. Yeah, no, no, definitely. The the only yep. team really set up for oh crap, our starter got injured. Is going to be probably yeah, the second worst in, yeah, either Hamilton or Toronto. That's it. Yeah, cuz they're, they're the ones that have probably the two best backups. Yeah, well, mind you, you don't you don't Go ahead, Charles. Well, I was just going to say you've got uh, well, you've got the Can- Dane Evans and you've got uh, Jeremiah Mazzoli there in Hamilton, and those guys have both proven that uh, they can start. And then you've got, of course, Matt Nichols and then McLeod Bethel Thompson uh, in Toronto, so who has had some success at least as a starter. So um, there's that. You'd have to come to Riders too with uh, James Franklin. James Franklin hasn't showed anything yet. He yeah, was, a, a he was, was pretty much uh, he was pretty good as a back. That's true. He was pretty good as a backup uh, when he was with the Eskimos in the time that he played. But for um, as a starter, he was a, a non-factor. Right. I mean, plus he's got it's the same offensive coordinator he had when he was in Edmonton now, calling the shots in Saskatchewan. So that's kind of why I feel like he'll be he'll be better. Yeah, maybe, possibly, but is he even going to see? Is he even going to see the field with Fajardo there? That's the other question. Right, right. But speaking of that, when it so, comes to BC, when you mentioned all the changes they made, who, who's their offensive coordinator now? The Phil Jerry Jackson? Uh, no, uh, nobody I've ever coach. heard of. Well, no, he's the guy that worked with Mike Riley as. What's that? Wasn't it Campbell? Go ahead. I thought no. Campbell wasn't he defensive? He was defensive. Campbell, the defensive coordinator. Oh, defensive. Okay. Yeah. 
yeah. the guy I'm just bringing up. I can't remember his name, but it's the guy that was working with Mike Riley in Edmonton when he was in Edmonton. Um, but I'm just trying to – my Internet's being slow right now. But uh, he's the guy that brought in – I think uh, Rick Campbell worked with him in Edmonton uh, before he left for Ottawa. And uh, the guy, he had worked a lot with Mike Riley – uh, Jordan McKissick. Jordan, uh, Jordan McKissick or McKissick or whatever. That's right. He was in Edmonton with Mike yeah. Riley, so they work together. They have experience working together there. Yeah, I don't know. I'm just. Hey, I'm, you know what? You see, I'm not. I'm not that impressed, man. I just feel like they're going to be last and left again. I was just well, thankful no, they got rid of Jerry Jackson. He was terrible. Well, I'm thinking that BC can't be worse than they were last year. So, I mean, if that's the case, then they're in big trouble. So, if you know what I mean. Right. I don't know if they'll be worse. I just don't think they got better than anyone else in the West because you know, I just they were so far behind. I don't. I don't know if they can catch yep. up with anyone. You gotta agree. I gotta agree with you. But on the other hand, they do have they do have Mike Riley, and Mike Riley can be a difference maker. So. Let's face it. Oh, it, it, it didn't come from much last year, you know. No, no, it didn't. But he was That's on his back. He was lying on his year. back all year. He did running for his life because he had no offensive line. If they can give him some more protection, that could uh, that could make a difference if they can protect him better. Because he had nothing last year. Right. I don't think Riker Matthews is the answer. I mean, I saw him get destroyed by Winnipeg in the Grey Cup, like. The DNs there were just flying past in every play. I mean, he wasn't, he was like non-existent. Well, they blew by everybody. Yeah, I don't know if it would have mattered who was at and uh, playing the offensive line. That was just that Bombers team was that Bombers team was so amped up in that Grey Cup game that I don't know if there's another team in the CFL that would have stopped them, regardless of who they were playing. Because yeah. that, that, they were just running like crazy. And it's probably the best game Richie Hall's ever called. When you have four defensive ends as your defensive line, who does that? They yeah. put out four defensive ends. And they're all coming back next year. Yep. The entire well, except for Kongbo. Kongbo's the only one not coming back. Right, yeah. If I he mean, he was it. essentially a backup anyway. Yeah. He was a good rotation guy. It's not bad for a rookie. Mind you, he was never supposed to be in the CFL anyway. Right. But uh, in, the, in the East, though, you guys think Hamilton is still the top of the honors? Do you think Ottawa or Montreal are caught up? Or how do you see the East playing out? <laughs> Hamilton, Toronto... And where sorry, Hamilton, Montreal, Toronto, Ottawa, and Ottawa. Ottawa's gonna struggle to win two games. I think. I really do. Wow. Really? So Even with all the changes you weren't you didn't think that they did a good job? No. They it's were good. awful last year. They were the they same were awful. They were awful. Changes they made they've yeah, they got a great head coach. Except he's not great. They had one of the best coach. off seasons in the league. In my opinion they won for agency. They got Nick Arbuckle. But we'll see how Nick Arbuckle is without offensive, without Calgary as his team. 
Oh, come on. You, but, could, you couldn't tell that our worker was a good quarterback or just by watching I'm him I'm not saying he's a bad quarterback, but he's got one of the best offensive lines in front of him in Calgary. And then yeah, and Ottawa's got a great offensive line, too. Mm. They didn't last year. They didn't last year. Last year they were like Swiss cheese. They were, quarterbacks were consistently. Oh, that was that was the play calling that day was, was the issue. But they're, they're, the player wise, those guys are and great. And they're lousy the talent. Before, that was the same line that took them to the Great Cup, and had one of the gave up the fewest sacks in the league just the season before. The same, and the I same don't, five starters. I don't know if they've got a better head coach than they did last year. Lapolis. Well, they got a better a great offensive head coordinator. Coach. Well, La Police is a great offensive mind. That's, that was what they really needed. Yeah. Was they had nothing at, at that position, so they got the best one in the league, paired with probably the best young QB prospect in the league. A great they got they got a great running back in Timothy Flanders from Calgary. He used to be in Winnipeg, but I think he's going to have a big year. So they're ready to take. I mean, their defense is solid. So you know. I just go back. But I think Montreal is probably the one that's probably going to win it anyway because Montreal looks like they're set to take over. It would be nice to see a change at the top. Yeah. My biggest thing with Ottawa, though, and with Lapolis is seeing Lapolis as a head coach. Now, maybe he's changed, but I believe his record is 16 and 28 as a head coach. But he also took a team to the Grey Cup, so you got to at least give him that. Yeah. So, yeah. so I, I did not. I've never asked you this, Mark. Were you a Were you a Lapol fan when he was the head coach or not? I wasn't a Lapo fan when he was a head coach, and honestly, I wasn't a Lapo fan as our offensive coordinator. Oh, is that right? Wow. Really? Really. Up until he got Andrew Harris, and even with Andrew Harris, we basically nicknamed him Vanilla. Run up the middle on first down. Yeah, but I mean, he, he was, how many years did he not have Andrew Harris? Like one season? Didn't Harris come there like 15? I believe he had Fred Reed when he was a head coach here. Yeah, he had no, Fred Reed. I'm talking about when he took over yeah, as the OC when uh, Michael Che was coaching. Oh, yeah, no, he had Harris. But Winnipeg hasn't had a bad running back since about 1950. Yeah, that's true. That's Winnipeg right, has I mean, consistently had the was, best running backs on the CFL virtually the entire time I've watched it. Hey, Mike, how long have you followed the Bombers? Uh, I mean, I followed the CFL as a whole basically since 2010. 2010, okay. Okay. Yep. Lapalise as a head coach used to drive me nuts here. Well, he didn't because, have a quarterback. He had well, Bud Pierce for crying out loud. Well, and and the thing that we we always we we you you got to think also about what kind of chemistry guys bring, and you don't know what kind of chemistry that team's going to have next year. Okay, with a whole new coaching staff, it could be a whole new look. I mean, look at the Bombers. You know, from when or uh, O'Shea's been there for how long? Seven years now, Mark. Yep. yep. Look at yeah, the crap seven. before the seven years. Look at the crap before the seven years. And oh. now you're talking about guys actually want to stay in Winnipeg and guys actually want to go to Winnipeg, mm-hmm. okay, which has not been something very familiar up until, let's say, the last three or four years. Yep. Yeah. So. And their coaching staff hasn't changed that much. 
No, it hasn't. It hasn't. You know, no, we lost an offensive coordinator. Similar. We lost a coordinator I mean, the OC, but we brought in Buck Pierce, who's been on the team. Yeah, but in, I was going to say, if you look back to, to O'Shea's reign, really, I mean, the first year he was there, they lost their defensive coordinator, right? Because he, <laughs> he was <laughs> a different kind of guy. Okay. Yeah. But not. they haven't they haven't had much changes since then, okay? No, they haven't. They really haven't. And it the goes guys back that have to... Left, the guys that have left, they haven't fired. Those guys right. have gone on to and different it, positions. And it goes right. back to consistency and keeping the same coaching staff, which, as you guys know, Calgary has done for a number of years. And they're always, yep. they're always good. Yep. And I think that's one of the keys. Yep, and that goes to Kyle Walters, the GM, who I think is the best one in the league by far. He certainly well, I'd argue leaps and bounds. I'd argue with you about I mean, that one big time. Well, I mean, he, he inherited probably one Mac. of the worst situations in the league. He had, like, no Canadian talent, totally dysfunctional organization, and turned it into a steady contender that's, I mean, the Bombers went from a – how many times did they miss the playoffs? Before he yeah, up. but I mean, it, if, comes you, in if you think about it, if you think about it, you go back, okay? When uh, John Huffnagel took Calgary over, you want to talk about dysfunction? Matt Dunnigan was the head coach the year before, and that was scary, okay? Scary. So right. everybody goes but, through those ups know, and downs. They were, they, at least they made the playoffs every now and then. They weren't a total, I mean, you remember the Bombers used to be. They were a total disaster for like five years straight. They were the yeah. free pass for a long time. Yeah. Yes, they were. Yes, they were. Oh, why isn't Christopher on here right now? Oh. Why? But, I um, mean, the, the best team, the best team Winnipeg's had up until last year was the 2001 Blue Bombers. <laughs> yep. <laughs> right, Mark. Yep. <laughs> And Charlie decided to have that one extra beer. Yeah, okay, 15 mm, absolutely. Fifteen market travel beat you. Yep. Yep. Uh, so. Scary. We started this topic talking about Darian Durant, and how do uh, then we've well, gone on for we don't thirty minutes onto the we bomber. We don't want to talk about we don't want to talk about Darian Durant. Okay. No, Maybe that's, that's true. the reason. And and Mike came in and put a different slant on the whole podcast, which is kind of nice because it was kind of dry. It was kind of dry, Mike. Thank you. Yeah. But uh, should I ask you on the whole Darian Durant? I know you guys didn't want to talk about it, but what do you thought? You thought it was a good quarterback, overrated, garbage? How do you feel? Say that again. About Darian Durant. Yeah. How do you how do you rate his career? Darian Durant? Um, for me, Durant, um, you know what? I don't think – I'm not going to sit here and say he was a terrible quarterback because I don't think he was. I always thought he was an average quarterback that was kind of a, a like a game manager. So that We've heard that phrase with Matt Nichols a lot. But he always had teams that were very, very good defensively. And I know a lot of people are trying to push this guy off as 
as a rider legend and one of the best riders to, to ever play. And I just don't see him like that. I thought he was a guy that kept the ship steady, but the team he was on, especially the one that won the Grey Cup in 2013, was a team that really was run by their defense. And they had a great run. Well, you could argue he is the best quarterback in rider history. I mean, it's not really saying much, but you could make an argument. Well, I would still put him behind yeah, that point, Caster. Yeah, I always thought Darian Durant was mediocre. He was he was good when he had wheels and when his wheels disappeared then he wasn't that great. But then they got what was that running back's name, guys? Come on. Kent help Keith. Me here. The one season. Kent no 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 the no, guy Corey, the Raiders. Sorry. Um Corey what the hell was his name? Um, no. Corey, yeah, not Corey, Corey Boyd. Corey, 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 something. Corey, 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 Sheets. Corey, Sheets. Yeah, Corey, Sheets. That's why they won. That's why they won in 2013. That guy was awesome. Well, I mean, his, his numbers are basically perfect in 2013. If you look at his playoff numbers that year, he threw for almost, I mean, more than 900 yards, something like nine touchdowns, zero interceptions, and almost completed 80% of his passes. Yeah, and uh, you got to remember those numbers, he won those big playoff games in Calgary, which is something that is like a huge accomplishment for any rider quarterback, especially in yep. that area when the when, when the Stamps are really dominant. Yep. 2013 was you know Durant's what? career year. And I think the most common thing here is look at the Bombers from last year. What were the two big things they had? The two big things, and yes, they had a great offensive line, but the two big things they had was – a good quarterback and a good running back. Okay, that'll get you going yep. every time. Yep. I mean, football is still basic. The run still sets up the pass. Well, and I think Harris's average in the Grey Cup was like eight or something yards every carry. Yep. So when you've yeah. got that, and I didn't, I didn't realize it until two weeks ago when I watched the Grey Cup again, Mark. I mean. You know what? I, I and I I don't know why because I was at the game. I was at the Grey Cup, and I guess because I was in the crowd, I didn't notice it as much. Andrew Harris was fantastic in that game. Oh, it's crazy yeah. how good he was. Yeah, like it we're was. talking Darian Durant's career year. Oh, yeah. Darian Durant's career year was 2013. Yep. Andrew Harris's career year, his go-to year, is last year. Mm-hmm. When everything that happened. Easily. With the two-game suspension for the Roids. Yep. With the injury to Nichols, and as close as that team is, the injury to Nichols, the hate that Nichols was getting from the crowd, too. Everything fueled him. The The chip on his shoulder was massive, and he yep. took it out in the field. Yep. It was amazing. And, and you know him. what? I think last year, more so than the years before, I don't think they depended on Andrew Harris as much as they did in the years before. Well, especially right, when they, well, they had Strebler in there, and, and he's gonna he run. could run the ball. Yep. And uh, so, yeah, and then you had, uh, what's his name? Come on, the other guy from Winnipeg, Mark, the receiver. Adams? Receiver slash running back. No, no. Oh, Dembski. Slash oh Nick back. Dembski. Dembski. Yeah, Nick Dempsey. He made a difference too. Well, he had a coming. So, yeah. He had a coming out year. 
he did. Yeah, he made himself a big paycheck with that year. Next yeah. time his contract is up, it's big. Plus, the Tigers yeah, sure. were favored in that game, which was nuts. I couldn't believe it. Everyone was acting like Winnipeg were the underdogs. Which was just, I don't understand what they were looking at. But, it worked but out Winnipeg perfect. was the underdogs. And it was just because of the record. Know, clearly, they weren't. Well, well, I mean, for that, but I mean, any team, any team that could go on the road and beat Calgary and Saskatchewan back-to-back like that, there's no way they could be an underdog. Because there's no way in hell Hamilton would have pulled that off. No way. Yeah, but I think they went by. I think they went by the rec- Hamilton's record last year because they won 15 which games. Which is the yippee. best in the league, yeah. Right, but which is the best in the league. The, First time they've ever up done on it. The east. Yeah, but yeah, exactly. Sure. They're being really up on the east. I mean, I'm that, talking about just anyone looking at the they, teams on paper or even on like just watching them perform. You could tell who's the better team. I mean, it wasn't even. I just. I mean, it was nuts to me. I just thought that was an easy. That was an easy bet for anyone to put money on it. But. But don't forget, last year Hamilton also beat every Western team in the CFL. So that's true. Yeah, but you could tell they had that Eastern softness that all these Eastern teams have, where you know they're susceptible to the run, and as soon as a little any any pressure comes in, they always fold. That's all these Eastern teams are. You could tell they're not built like the Western teams are, where you could tell they're handled. They're used to dealing with physical running games. Tough defense is more of a smash round style of football. The East teams are used to that more finesse, you know, passing flag football crap that we that CFL is trying to promote now. Yeah. Hey, Charles, three minutes. Yeah, I know. I just, just looked at that here, too. So we're going to have to cut it off. We only really got halfway through our agenda today. But you know what? We had Mike, a special guest from uh, Minnesota, come in. So sometimes when you're doing a show, hey, sometimes uh, the agenda goes out the window when we get off on uh, – uh, other topics. Hell, it's not the first time we've done it on this show, and it's probably not going to be the last time. So, and now you have uh, built-in topics for next week. Yeah, exactly. Somebody so should someone should phone Christopher and make sure he's not dead. No, no, okay. we we heard from him. He lost <laughs> his inter- he lost his internet. Oh, did he? He messed oh, okay. just a few minutes ago. Yeah, oh, okay. he's good. He just his internet went down. So that's kind of what I figured. Okay. Just the way he dropped off like that. All right, so we're just down to the final two minutes. So we're going to have to say. Uh, good night here for uh, um, tonight. Uh, so we'll just quickly go around and say good night. Uh, Mark, go ahead and say good night. Good night, everybody. Talk to you next week. Hopefully, we have a season to talk, about. talk about. Yep. Uh, Will, say good night. Good night, everybody. Talk to you next week. And uh, Mike, thanks for uh, phoning in and participating. Yep. And I'm just going to echo that sentiment. Mike, thank you for calling in and uh, joining the show tonight. And feel free to give us a call back again. Yes, sir. Thanks, guys. And just by the way, for all the Canadians, for the love of God, how in the world did you guys reelect this effeminate prime minister you have? Seriously, come on. Canada, do better than that. Get, get, or vote a guy in the oh. please. Oh, Mike, I like you already. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Seriously. All right, well. Well, thank you for joining the show tonight, Mike. Yeah, thank you. Yep. All right, so uh, this has been Let's Talk CFL uh, 439, and uh, I filled in as host, Charles Cliff, here. Uh, So I just wanted to uh, thank everyone for listening, and let's just say, hey, if we're talking about leaders, the people down in the USA really don't have much to brag about. We're we're not a political show. Uh, We're a football show, so thanks for uh, 
joining us tonight. We'll be back in seven days, and who knows what interesting developments will be uh, coming through um, that uh, we'll be able to talk about next week. And maybe we'll do some more uh, previews of games that won't be played. So thanks for joining us tonight, and join us again next week here on Let's Talk CFL Podcast. Good night, and have a pleasant tomorrow. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo, and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.